And we are live, ladies and gentlemen, for a new episode of the Electric Podcast. I'm Fred Lambert, your host, and I'm joined by Seth Wintraub. How are you doing today, Seth? Pretty good. All right. A uh, quick word from our sponsor this week. Uh, this episode of the Electric Podcast is uh, brought to you by the all-new all-electric Volkswagen ID4 SUV with zero zero emission. It's the first electric vehicle for everyone. Before it can change the world, it has to change yours. We're going to have a little bit more to say later on the show about the ID4. Thanks, Volkswagen, for sponsoring the show this week. Um, all right, Seth, right now, I have a different background than usual. What's happening? That's right. I'm at the uh, Detroit Wayne County Airport, which is picturesque, to say the least. Uh, Ford invited us out to check out the F-150 Lightning. Unfortunately, uh just about everything is uh, embargoed until next week. It's really hard not to just blurt out all these amazing new uh, details that we know. Uh, and I would love to tell you, Fred, but of course I would never tell you something that's embargoed because that would be wrong and everything. But uh, if you do have any, you know, questions, I can probably like, you know, hint you in, in a direction all right, all right, all right. I'll, I'll try to do that later on the show. And we, we do have some new information about the truck, a little bit of a teaser that, that's not embargo that uh, Ford released this week. So we're going to get into that and then try to, to pull some teeth out of, uh, of set on the, on, the, on the Lightning later on. But as usual, we're going to start with some Tesla news. And um, so this week, I mean, the, the main thing that was talked about this week is um, the whole uh, crypto uh, situation with, with Tesla. I mean, of course, if you haven't been following a quick recap, Tesla invests $1.5 billion into Bitcoin in January. Uh, a month later, they open up uh, a payment with Bitcoin. If you want to order Tesla vehicles, you can pay with your Bitcoins. And um, things this week looked like Tesla was going deeper into Bitcoin, uh, not Bitcoin itself, but crypto at least. Um, I mean, last week before that, with the earnings, uh, uh, Zach Kirkhorn said that they, they stress tested the Bitcoin, sold a little bit, see if they could have access easy. Then uh, uh, they made some money off of that, of course. Then he even said that for customers who do pay with Bitcoin, they're going to keep the crypto. So they're not going to change it to USD right away to the US dollar. So they, they're going to like actually build their their, their uh, um cryptocurrency portfolio and then earlier this week you even have elon polling his millions of, of twitter followers saying is asking if tesla should add a dogecoin as a as a payment option which wasn't surprising the majority of his followers said yes but then a few days later a little bit of a cool down on crypto and especially on bitcoin um, we, we noticed that tesla removed the bitcoin payment option from their website and just hours later um, Elon ended up sending a little quick memo note through, through Twitter in which he said that, um, I'm going to read it here. Uh, whoop, actually, I cannot see it. Let me give me a second. I'm going to pull it out in full because I think I'm missing some word. Twitter is, uh, not great for those screenshot thing when you, uh, you try to add more text. Should I have a better, yeah. And, uh, for some reason, my internet is being super slow right now. All right, I'm going to pull it up right here. So Tesla has suspended vehicle purchases using Bitcoin. We are concerned about rapidly increasing use of fossil fuels for Bitcoin mining and transaction, especially coal, which has the worst emissions of any fuel. Cryptocurrency is a good idea on many levels, and we believe it has a promising future, but this cannot come at a great cost to the environment. Tesla will not be selling any Bitcoin, and we intend to use it for transaction as soon as mining transaction to as soon as mining transaction to more sustainable energy. Well, I, I think there was a mistake here somewhere, like probably to move to uh, more sustainable energy. But we're also looking at other cryptocurrencies that use uh, less than one percent of Bitcoin's energy in transaction. I don't know how much Dogecoin used in transaction, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if the, these two announcements back to back were were not linked together. So yeah, I mean, this this is actually something that a lot of people brought up back when uh, when Tesla first announced their move into into buying Bitcoins, and, uh, well, especially accepting transaction because Bitcoin has 
a mean to move a lot of money around, it's it's actually pretty efficient. So so buying a 1.5 billion Bitcoin wasn't that big of a deal. Um, of course, that was also a, a sort of a seal of approval for Tesla on Bitcoin, and uh, despite its energy use. So now that the the quick reversal here is. Um, uh, I mean, it, it's bringing a lot of uh, uh, <laughs> like people are asking, like, how come you didn't know that beforehand? Um, and Elon did actually brought out this chart that did show a recent, a more recent increasing increase in energy use in the network. So you you can at least point to that that um, the, the the increase the the fact that it was recent uh, might be what prompt him to uh, to have a change, but. Um, but but it is it is quite quite strange for sure. We have our uh, our local uh, blockchain cryptocurrency expert here, Stefan Hall. What is he saying in the comment? Uh, what no one is talking about Tesla Powerwall and Solar Roof subscribed by long term gains, uh, subsidized by long term gains from a built in Bitcoin miner. Easy on creating a problem for a future product. I mean, that's the, there's a lot of people that brought the, these kind of uh, link to uh, to the situation to the problem here because a lot of people brought <laughs> uh, made a, a a link to the problem that Elon is aligning with with the Bitcoin, like Bitcoin being an internet an interesting technology, but being powered at least partly by fossil fuel. And then you have electric cars that have a similar problem where the, if you get your electricity from fossil fuel powered sources. Uh, you're not as efficient, so um, uh, a lot of people draw some uh, some link to that. But uh, I mean, there's a big difference where Bitcoin itself, that the transactions are not as efficient as our current means of transaction of banking transaction versus electric vehicles. Even if they are not powered by uh, clean sources, the the system itself is more efficient than an internal combustion engine. So it's not exactly the same. However, they both benefit from a cleaner grid and cleaner energy sources so like stefan is, is, is mentioning here uh tesla could play a part in this because just like if you take into account a lot of people are saying like oh electric vehicles are, are less efficient or just as polluting if you plug on the grid and, and charge it but what they didn't take into account is that a lot of people that own evs are, are more um clean energy minded and a lot of them have solar residential solar on the roof and powers the EV through that. So when you count that into it, we take that into account, you, it gives you a um, much different numbers, of course. So uh, something similar could happen. Like if, for example, here I'm mining, I'm not mining Bitcoin though. I'm mining Ethereum, but uh, I have three Ethereum miners in the next room that, that are mining Ethereum on hydroelectricity, which is a fairly clean source of power. So there's definitely a solution to this problem. Um, I don't know, but it, it was a kind of a strange reversal last minute. What, what did you think of it, Seth? Yeah, I, the question I think everybody has is like, didn't Elon know like where mm-hmm. Bitcoin, like didn't they, didn't Tesla, like greater Tesla, Zach Kirkhorn, didn't they do research into like where, you know, Bitcoin was mined, how it was mined in China, how most of China's grid is coal. Um, it just seems like, uh, you know, like, why didn't you know this? And of course, when they announced it, there was a huge backlash. So they can't say, well, we just found out about it yesterday. Like literally half the people responding to the announcement were like, how can you do this? This is a horrible mistake and et cetera. You know, Bitcoin right now is using about the same amount of electricity as Argentina, uh, which is a crazy and you know that's only going up so it's a big deal um a lot of people so there's a couple of ways to look at it um one way to look at it is that as the grid gets greener um bitcoin will also get greener so you know in the future bitcoin could be green the other way to look at it is like uh for instance in south australia when they have too much power they could set up a bunch of mines. Um, you know, if, if there's too much solar and not enough places to use it, they they could set up a bunch of mining rigs and make some money from the solar. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if that makes a ton of sense because you could always just send it into the grid and it can always, you know, power some other stuff. Um, so it's a complex issue. There's definitely a lot of nuance to it. But um, the initial reaction to me was like, 
Come on. You got you, you should have known that. Yeah, I mean a lot of people are, are, are more but maybe the conspiracy minded people are like, yeah, well it was all a, a ruse because of I'm course the Tesla getting into into Bitcoin uh, boosted the price of Bitcoin and Tesla made some money off of that literally because they sold some. Of course, it also boosted their um, the, the Bitcoins that they are holding. But now the crazy part is that you, you see just how influential Tesla and, and maybe especially Elon here um, is on, on, on large markets because Bitcoin has become like a massive market. It was 1.2 trillion dollars worth. And it crashed by over a hundred billion dollars in market value right after within the next, I think, twelve hours after this year, like um, after the um, the announcement that they were the only announcement is they stopped taking transaction with it, which I have to assume was fairly small. Like, and we don't have actual numbers, but I mean, I'd be shocked if more than two hundred people <laughs> bought. Uh, cars with uh, in between the short period of time where they accepted bitcoins to to, to buy a transaction because it's not it, it, it's not very efficient to buy a car with bitcoin to start with forget about the energy use i mean the actual um transaction itself is is just not a great way to to buy something um at this moment it might change in the future but uh, you, you, not only that if you look at the broader crypto market it looks like tesla wiped out because the ethereum also crashed a bunch of other giant altcoin crash too uh it's estimated that between 300 and 400 billion dollars usd equivalent uh was wiped out in the crypto market within the next 24 hours after the announcement which is kind of insane crazy and and it it, it shows just how volatile the market is too which which, i mean none of the people uh blame the more it's it's not it's not that that big of a downside like it's still an emerging technology it's 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 normal that it's kind of volatile at this point, but uh, the influence of Tesla and Elon here is what's the, very interesting in my in my opinion. Yeah. All right, we're gonna move on to the next non crypto Tesla news. An interesting uh, news this week uh, came from uh, Rogers. Uh, the uh, they said that they have sources that state that that the um, current uh, renewable credit market for um, biofuels or alternative fuels is uh, Tesla is trying to enter that market uh, because there's a reform apparently coming so that the it's a, it's a this giant like the US renewable credit market is was meant to uh, set up like biofuels and uh, currently it's completely dominated by the uh, ethanol producer and there was a way to subsidize them encourage a, a bigger mix of biofuels into the uh, US market and uh, but the the goal, the actual goal of the program when it was set up in the 2000s under the Bush administration was to um, to, to move away from foreign fuels and, and the dependent on, on foreign oil. And uh, you look at electric cars, and that's exactly what they're they're doing. It's the same goal, really. So there's um, currently an effort within the Biden administration apparently to uh, reform the program run by the EPA. And there's eight companies that have applied to be part of the of the program, and Reuters um, reported that Tesla is amongst uh, amongst them. So it's not exactly clear what form that will take because the program is not exactly set up right now to have electric vehicles. You would have to track basically the um, energy since it's a renewable credit market. Your, your the car has to be powered by renewable energy, so you would have Tesla would have to track the renewable energy going into the car. So whether from the supercharger, whether from uh, your home too, like if you have a customer that has solar on their home or is getting like hydroelectricity or whatever wind power, uh, that that could actually be accounted for because the, Tesla is enabling them to uh, power the transportation with renewable energy. So it, it's kind of complicated right now to, to get it done, but there's eight companies, including Tesla. We don't know the others. The EP uh, doesn't release the names, but apparently Tesla is among them. So I, I, would, I would assume that eight others are all also like uh, electric vehicle company because all the biofuels people, all the ethanol people already all over that. It's billions of dollars that they get every year from that program. And uh, now, now maybe electric vehicle manufacturers could get involved, including Tesla. Would be interesting to see how they implement that, though. I'm, uh, I'm very curious. Yeah, that's don't quite fully understand how that's going to work. 
Yeah. Maybe it's going to be just like superchargers, which would be a lot easier to do. Yeah. Or it would be like home charging station. I mean, Tesla is a very connected company, so they, they have good ways to track things. But uh, this one's going to be a tough one, I think. All right. Elon gave a little bit of a timeline update on full self-driving V9 and uh, FSD subscription. Take all of this with a grain of salt. I'm not going to go through the like, if you, if you, like I basically when I, I, I use the same post that I, I copy paste everything and just had had the new updated timeline. So you, you can go on electric and have very, very much like a, a like point by point update to the timeline, how many times it, it changes. But uh, right now, what he said is that uh, the they are about a week or two away. Well, next week, they're going to have a U.S. version of V9 and but it's not going to be the full Polish one. It's going to go into a beta release in a week or two. So a week or two from this week. So by the end of the month, basically, the, the, the beta, um, the, the early access should have the V9. And uh, then he also updated the full self-driving subscription, which was a sure thing for this month. Now it looks like it's about a month away. So probably more likely going to be next month. Um but it was a sure thing for this month, so like, not not it's not even a sure thing. It's about a month away. Yeah, um, I, w- I would assume I would assume that they're really waiting for the V nine to be released because they they don't really want people. to... Well, they, they, of course, it's, it's better than nothing to have people buy the subscription, but they really want people to buy the package, the full self driving package, because that's an extremely high margin package. It uh, it. it it changes a lot of Tesla's margins on, on vehicles. Um, and uh, the, of course, any, every time they release a new feature under the FSD package, it, it, it increases the, the take rate in the customer base. And now Tesla, not only, it's not only about new cars, it's about the existing fleet. Like you have over a million cars and we don't, we, we've never really knew the take rate. I did have a good source maybe like four years ago <laughs> the, when Tesla first released, like the, within the first year of the FSD package or the version that was back then, uh, I had a take rate in the U.S. of like 30%. But it's widely different in other markets, though, because uh, it's, the package is not as useful right now in Europe as it is in North America, as it is in, in, in China and other places because of different limitations from regulators. Um, but in the U.S. apparently was 30%. I would be surprised if it's much higher than that right now. Hmm. What do you think? I have no idea, to be honest with you. Uh, in my household, it's fifty percent. So uh, <laughs> that, gives you, that gives you an idea. Yeah. Uh, one of my most popular tweets uh, in a while was just saying, uh, "This is evergreen content." Like the the title of the the post was, you know, a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. So it's always a couple weeks away. So. Uh, It'll happen at some point. I just uh, I don't know why I give so many bad, like bad timelines. Like, I mean, especially this one. Like he's been hyping it so much, it's gonna blow your mind. The right. the, the improvement versus V eight is massive, is gigantic. I think he said. Like you use all the, his favorite adjective about um, when you hype something up, and then it's been pushed a few times. So a lot like people were like, eh, and especially like the people that bought the package already, right. like you and I. Like we we we, we poor like I mean I don't even remember at this point how much I didn't pay the ten thousand dollars because I bought it a while ago but I paid I paid a decent amount of money. You pay? Did, did you end up paying the eight thousand for it? I think right. Yeah, eight thousand. Yeah, the eight thousand. That's a lot of money. So yeah. you 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 and you don't you you haven't have your money's worth for like a year now. <laughs> I know of, of it because it's it's fairly limited right now the the capacity. So it better blow our mind. Maybe it will. Yeah, and I'm, I, I'm even in a stranger situation because I'm in Canada now, and uh, we have no idea when that's going to be released in Canada. Right. Because apparently, so now we are two weeks away from uh, early access. Then at the same time, within a few weeks after that, we expect them to release the new download button. So that means in the U.S., most, well, not just most people, probably everyone that wants it, that have paid for it, FSD should be able to get it. Uh, but then the expansion to other markets is based on a bunch of validation and everything that uh, that we don't know the timeline of, and most likely Tesla doesn't know the timeline of, of that either. So definitely Tesla doesn't know the timeline. <laughs> right. So what do you think? December thirty first this year, do we have the uh, FSD in your car yet? Yes or no? 
What, what, what do you mean, the level five? The yeah, no, well, no, not real FSD, but the Tesla FSD. Like, well, what, you what had, do you mean? You have the, the button the, that you can do beta. Oh yeah. Oh well, yeah, for sure. I think that's. I, I, yeah. I'm not. Yeah, I don't. I don't doubt that. By the end of the year, oh yeah. I mean, that's you, that's not the timeline. No, me, me, me. I don't know. Me, I don't know. like with Canada. I could, I could. It could be next year. I, I'm probably think like if it's not this summer or or this autumn, uh, uh this, this fall. I, I think they're gonna push it in next year because you don't want to release that in the winter. It's, I mean, already autopilot is not that useful in the winter. Well, it's not as useful as this one summer for sure. Uh, bringing whole FSD in there, that would be a, a tough order. You, I, I'm pretty sure, I'm almost sure you're gonna like by the the summer at least. Like if you're saying like a month away now, I mean, I, I think this this summer you have it. Uh, that the real question is f- through level five full self driving, which has been I the mean, promise too. Let's put it into perspective. Like in 2017, he was talking about a car driving across country by itself mm-hmm. right 2017 and he, that was like by the end of the year it was going to happen or next year or whatever okay to be fair on that i do believe him when he said because the explanation on that is like we could do it but we would basically have to cheat like it wouldn't be it, it wouldn't be what we want to do which is a, a through like driver like a ai driver would have to plan the route and everything and make it work which other people have done right so it's not that impressive anymore, and uh, so I, I do understand his point. And now that it's not, it, it, it's not that important. Uh, however, like I'm not defending his uh, all the other timeline of FSD that he, that he missed. <laughs> that's uh, that's not what I'm saying. But I, I say I do understand that, that point, uh, and I I don't know that if if you're gonna get full cell drive many of the here, but it, it's not even gonna be up to Tesla. I mean. You, V9 should be like pretty pretty damn close, other than the fact that you will have responsibility to, to on the vehicle. So it's not it's not going to be level five, but the, right. the capability of it should be close. Uh, and now we know the one to two million uh, miles between driver interaction is the goal. So until they reach that, they're not probably not even gonna like try to have it authorized as a level five driving with the regulators. So it's uh. Uh, uh, what I really want for Tesla by the end of the year, I don't want level five full self driving. I don't like that. That's it, it's too big of an order for, for that's Tesla. a child's what, toy. Yeah, what you're what, referring to is a child's toy. Yeah. What what I do want is well V9 and the, the whole shebang available to everyone who bought the full self driving package, which they deserve. Right. And then Tesla be more transparent with the data that they get from the program. And release the driver's interaction per bit, miles between driver's interaction within the whole fleet that have FSD. And uh, release that every month. And we see the progression so that we can get, get a good idea on when, when it's possible to actually have a true level 5 autonomy. Uh, if this, like, they owe us that, I feel like, because Elon keeps, like, keeps selling the FSD packages to, to us with those promises. So like, show us a clear path, I feel like. Like he owes us, uh, owes us that at least. Yeah, I think it's not too big of a a request. All right, let's talk Cybertruck real quick because the Cybertruck show up in New York last week for Elon's um, Saturday Night Live performance. Did you watch that? By the way, uh, I watched it Sunday morning. We, I can't. I don't stay up that late anymore. I didn't see a thing of it. Didn't, didn't look at all. Really it good. Yeah. Uh, I'm no, I'm no interest in it whatsoever. <laughs> like, so, I love Elon Musk, but not for his comedic uh, sketch uh, comedy <laughs> capacity. Yeah, so so it, it's it was a little cringy just because yeah. you know the way he talks is a little yeah. you know uh, what he said at the monologue. I thought was nice. Like it was yeah. a good way to like gloss. You know, he's like said something about mass, and you know, like mm-hmm. I didn't like mass before, but I'm I'm now good with mass or something. So there was some. Stuff that the writers obviously knew they had to kind of fix. And then uh, there was some funny stuff like this uh, chat on Mars one. But Elon wasn't the funny part. Like it was nah. uh, it was the nope. Saturday Night Live people. You're, you're trying to tell me that the uh, engineer and, 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 and physician, uh, like physics graduate 
wasn't the funny part in a cast made of all comedians and, and actors and everything, like it professional writers. That's right. It's it's the engineer that, that wasn't the fun, but that's insane. I can't believe it. And yeah. that's the reason why I didn't watch it because I'm not a big fan of uh, SNL to start with. Like they do have their, their moment of brilliance. I will give them that. Yeah. But like I, I think it's sprinkled into between way too much content, and uh, of course because like they produce a lot of it. Like every week they have to produce like a very um, big show, but. Yeah, I, I didn't find the appeal in, in, in watching Elon doing that. But the good thing that came out of it for the Tesla fans is that he brought the Cybertruck with him to New York and uh, um, displayed uh, Tesla displayed it at their uh, meatpacking district store in Manhattan. And now the interesting thing is today we see that yesterday, because the video was taken yesterday, that uh, the Cybertruck is now, or at least a Cybertruck, is in... Uh, at Gigafactory, Texas, in Austin, so people mm. people are like thinking like it's not impossible. It's the same truck that made it there, um, that made it there in just a few days. But people are starting to think, oh, maybe, maybe Cyber it's a new one. Trucks, plural. Yeah, that is, because the crazy thing Tesla unveiled that thing in 2019, November 2019, and uh, they, they showed it around a few times over the next year. Then it went dark for a while. Uh, then it showed up at Gigafire, Texas last month. It was the exact same truck. Same truck was also seen in uh, in New York. So as far as we could tell, Tesla has only one truck, which is kind of insane if you, you think that they are supposedly going to bring it to production by the end of the year. Uh, normally, you have to have a bunch of prototypes going through extensive testing, though we know Tesla is kind of weird about that. Yeah. Um, so, so then, like the fact to see a different truck would be a big deal. We don't know that's a fact because obviously this was filmed by uh, um, Tesla Terra Factory Texas update on uh, on YouTube through their drone their drone footage, and it's 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 filmed from a distance, obviously. So you, I mean, a lot of people think it's not even the truck itself, and it might be a banner and everything. But I, you know, I find that hard to be like the, the truck always used looks weird like this. This truck just looks like it could CGI. It never looks real. So right. uh, the fact that it looks like a banner might, doesn't mean it's a banner. And it would be weird to have a banner just hanging out right there in the middle of the factory here. Though it's weird that the truck would be there to, <laughs> to be fair. So it's a it's a whole strange situation, really. All right, last tidbit of Tesla news. And I'm going to preface this with a quick statement because I'm going to stop reporting on this guy because I think that's what he wants, but I'm just going to discuss it on the podcast because we, we didn't go into details on it in the podcast. Uh, so just to make sure, because we, we do have some people that don't overlap between the podcast and the website. So just, just to, to be clear, so this situation it was is with this guy here. I'm not, I'm not even going to name him now. That was spotted a few weeks ago, a bunch of time in the back of his of his Tesla, um, driving on autopilot in the back seat and like touching the wheel with his his his, uh, his feet uh, from the back seat to uh, remove the autopilot nag on it and the autopilot alerts that uh, ask you to apply torque on the wheel. And uh, we we wrote an article on him because uh, it, it was a bunch of times they was doing that and people were, were like spotting him and everything. And I'm like, this this is dangerous. This is reckless driving. It needs it needs to be arrested for it. Like this is completely illegal to do. It's giving a bad name to the autopilot system, which is a driver assist system and not a self driving. And then after we posted our article, a bunch of other media took up the story too. And then the California Highway Patrol, this guy was spotted in the Bay Area in California. So the California Highway Patrol said that they were investigating the situation. Then a few days later after that, they announced that they arrested the guy and they charged him for reckless driving. He um, spent like a night in jail or an afternoon in jail or something like that and then was released. But then the crazy part, so I always like, so when I first wrote the article on it, um, I got a bunch of information on it. And then the second article, I released his details and everything. <laughs> Police like arrest him. And then he was arrested for sure. But then when I look at, the, at his name, like I looked him up online, he has this weird person online that like it looks to me like he's trolling. I wasn't that impression because like you know, a lot of these kids these days, like the the way that they flash their wealth and everything, like the rich kids, like you don't you, you don't even know if they're trolling or not. Like it's if it's a joke to them or they're just that disconnected with the world. Um, so I wasn't hundred percent sure, but uh, now I can definitely be sure that the kid is trolling. He's just like 
completely out of his mind with it. I thought that he wouldn't like the like the bad press on him, but it actually enjoys the bad press. So whoop, that means we cut him off right away. Like we don't we don't play his game anymore. We 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 won't uh, report on his thing. But apparently, like now he's all over the media. He bought a, he bought another car right after the fact, and he started doing the same thing again. And he's like, arrest me again or whatever. So. If you're in the Bay Area, be careful because this guy might be driving around from the backseat and uh, he's trying to get some publicity now, apparently. All right. You want to do the... Yeah. All right. So uh, we're sponsored this week by for the first first time by uh, Volkswagen's uh, new ID4 SUV, uh, the all-new, all-electric Volkswagen ID4 SUV with zero direct emissions, was created for everyone. You'll get tech features that make your, you wonder how, you'll ever, how you ever survived without them, like a powerful voice control system. With an optional panoramic glass roof, all you have to say is, hello, ID, open sunshade, to enjoy the sunshine hands-free. Before it can change the world, it has to change yours. Learn more at vw.com slash ID4. Yes. All right, let's move on from Tesla news now. So, something that uh, is going to be fresh in your mind, Seth, the Ford F-150 Lightning. So, that name was revealed this week with this nice little teaser, right? I think there was another one, too. So, this one right there, too. So, this is the front end of the car, or the, the truck, I should say, apparently. Yeah, notice that light bar goes all the way across. I feel like yeah, I've seen, seen that somewhere. <laughs> it's pretty intense, right? Yeah. Uh, and the name Lightning uh and you see you see the the bed here well of course it's not a big uh uh teaser you only see like one panel on the car on the, right. on the truck but the lightning is pretty cool with the t with the little lightning strike in it and everything um interesting and the big news that they released with that is that it's going to be on the on may 19 but set is already in michigan already got a preview of the vehicle um and let, let me just ask you this then, like, because we 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 have a pretty good idea what the truck's going to look like. It's going to look like a F one fifty, and but so the the big question here, because we all the other trucks, really the Cybertruck, the Rivian truck, the Hummer EV, though the Hummer EV is kind of a super truck class, like it's not not with the other pickup truck. We all have the specs on those trucks. The big news that they're going to unveil next week is going to be the spec and the prices. So, if you had this, if you had that information, would you would you feel like the truck is going to be competitive with those other vehicles? That's a uh, big question that we can have. Oh, for sure. And I think Ford knows they have to be competitive. Yeah. Like they wouldn't even roll it out if it wasn't competitive. So you know. I imagine like whatever the starting price of the, the uh, Tesla is, and we know Tesla how they are with prices. Like the thirty-five thousand dollars Model Three came and went pretty mm-hmm. quickly. So um, even Tesla is not perfect with prices, but I think I think Ford knows that it has to be competitive there. So it couldn't be competitive on pricing and on specs. I I think so. I think uh, you know. There's a there's a starting tier and then there's a I don't know uh, you know there's a god tier too and I don't know if Ford's thinking god tier but um, you know Ford has a lot of uh, pickup customers out there that I don't think they want to lose any of them um, so they're not they're not gonna they're gonna be competitive I think yeah I mean that, that, that's the <laughs> I, I'm. <laughs> I don't know how much you can see that, so that's why I'm being careful with my with my question here. I don't want to get you into trouble. But what I, what I will I want people to know, and I, I'm sure you experienced that today, getting into the truck, and that that wouldn't be that wouldn't be uh, breaking the embargo here because it, for people that are not familiar with the F-150, the the gas powered version is that it's pretty plush inside. Like it's a it's it's a very comfortable vehicle inside, and it, it's made it the reason that for sure it's the best-selling passenger vehicle too in the u.s uh, on top of being the best-selling truck because it's it's like buying other than the utility of it and the capacity and the power and whatnot uh it's just very comfortable inside to, to, to drive around um of course if you're just using it to drive around in the gas powered version uh you're not being very efficient no 
now if you're doing with an electric version that's different so now you can enjoy the plushness inside and everything and not feel too bad if you're not actually using it to tow a bunch of things around in your tools and 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 some lumber or whatever you you're supposed to use a truck for uh off-roading and things like that um I'm excited for it. So when 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 do we get the actual information? So it's May 19th. So that's uh, there's, there's there's a series of embargo leaks or embargo dates, and there's leaks. actually <laughs> sorry. we're planning some yeah. leaks. <laughs> no leaks. Uh, there's three different ones next week. Um, okay. I, I don't think we should probably say exactly what time, but uh, you know, like mid next week, there'll be three different things. One is about the uh, fleet stuff. One is about, uh, you know, the impression, the driving impressions of it. And one is, you know, the specs. Okay. But the actual unveiling is on the 19th where the unveil. So those yeah, things are going to be before that? Uh, I think they are. I think one is before, one is at the same time, and one is after. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, all the automakers for people who are not like uh, in the business, like it's, it's, they're being weird right now with the whole pandemic and all they release their their vehicles. Like it's not because they don't have a, like a regular like in person event, which which I mean is this one is the closest to being normal too because they actually have you and a bunch of other journalists there to to see like, the car beforehand, but. Um, the the actual unveiling the they're like they're being kind of weird about it like they always do tidbits of information at the time leading to an actual unveiling by the time the unveiling people are not even that interested in it because they know almost everything about it right it's it's kind of strange strange situation hopefully it's going to be the last few months of that and then we can go back to a more normal uh event uh type yeah. of unveiling and then of course like getting you to events in the US is like almost impossible now because of the border yeah, yeah, yeah. It wouldn't be like I could get in, but it would be like a nightmare to get back and everything. So I uh, I have my vaccine appointment now, but I uh, should be vaccinated by the end of the month. So I mean, now, like by the end of June, I can start moving around a little bit. Got to get your vaccine passport. Yeah, <laughs> crazy thing. Um, all right. Subaru also had an announcement this week. Their SUV, uh, they released a teaser an image that you see right there and the name called Sol Terra. And it's hmm. going to be coming to the U.S. next year. So uh, that's it. That's all you get here. Those two teaser images. The name, uh, which is based on the Latin words for sun and earth. And uh, we, we already knew that uh, they're going to release uh, something this year or announce something this year for release next year. Uh, that's going to be kind of a forester size electric vehicle. So we think that the Soltera is it. In the, in the release... Uh, I mean, you see that Subaru is kind of uh, was having a tough time with electric vehicles, really, because uh, in the release they like they boast about their all-wheel drive system, <laughs> and uh, I mean Subaru has always been known for the all-wheel drive, but the all-wheel drive was based on like a mechanical shaft, uh, like a, a drivetrain, and uh, electric vehicles sort of made that obsolete because with a dual dual motor powertrain you can have like awesome, like best best ever seen in internal combustion engine powered all-wheel drive with just a simple dual powertrain on an electric vehicle. So they kind of uh, took away this big advantage that Subaru has because Subaru has, a, has like a, almost like a market monopoly in some markets that always, that needs a lot of all-wheel drive, like Colorado and, and, and a few places in the Northeast. Like they really cornered some markets, but um, you're not, they're going to have a tough time. And they, they tried in the, in the press release for the Solterra, they tried to like boast about their all wheel drive, but it didn't make much sense. <laughs> it's like, okay, like uh, you do have a great expertise in all wheel drive, but I don't see how it's going to transfer into the, in the in electric vehicle all wheel drive. Like this, this, this expertise is kind of obsolete in all wheel drive, I feel like, in electric vehicle all wheel drive. But still looking forward to see what they, uh, what they come up with. And uh, that's, that vehicle is, of course, also partner with Toyota and at uh, Subaru and Toyota. They are partnering on their effort to bring electric vehicles to market in the U.S. All right. The GM Chevy Bolt EV and EUV just got today their e- official EPA ranges. And uh, pretty much hit the mark, except for coming a bit short on the EUV, on the bigger crossover version. Um, so when, when they announced it, that uh, they were talking about a range of uh, 259 for the 2022 Bolt EV and 250 
which is 402 kilometers for the EUV. Based on the EPAs today, uh, hit the mark perfectly with the EV 259, EUV 247. So a big old miss of three miles, which is really nothing. Uh, and and it also makes sense because with the different form factor, a little bit higher up and everything. Like actually, I, I was impressed that only nine miles difference between the two. Now you get uh, 12 miles, 12 miles difference. It's, it makes a little bit more sense, and it's still great, great range for an EV of that of that price you see the efficiency here 120 equivalent miles per gallon uh versus 115 for the for the euv uh you see how it compares i mean the mold 3 is still king at 142 but uh compared to the kona which i, I think would be comparable kona is probably the closest comparison with the euv would you yep. think you, you tried both or at least you've been in both for sure um so 120 like it, it's comparable like kona is a little bit more efficient too but Still very comparable. Uh, the price is, of course, where, where we were excited for the Bolt TV and the UV 32,000, 34,000, respectively. And uh, of course, that's before incentive. If GM get back access to incentive, those cars are going to go quick. Uh, if they do get a seven or even $10,000 incentive on it. Uh, but I don't think GM is going gonna, is gonna to produce a ton of them. Like they're already more looking into. Uh, the old Sion battery pack and all the vehicles are going to be powered by that. Is uh, like you don't you don't think like GM is going to just out of nowhere ramp up production to like a hundred thousand of those per year? I don't know. I mean, they said they could mess with the mix so they could make a lot more of the EUV and a lot less of the EV, and then they could switch it up and make a lot. More, you know, they could go back and forth. But I don't know what their total, you know, battery from LG mix is going to look like i don't i don't know if they have a top end there because they can always you know throttle the advertising they don't send cars to dealers um you I know mean, they, don't, they don't need advert if they get the incentive they won't even need advertising I yeah guess. i mean if that happens yeah, it's yeah. gonna get crazy but i mean you know I was, i'm in detroit right now and uh the, the the ford event was like an hour and a half away um i'm driving i drive by a bunch of you know dealerships on the side and by the highway and I don't see one electric car. Not I didn't see one Mach E in the Ford dealerships. I didn't see one Bolt in the Chevy dealerships. Like they just don't. They're not trying to sell them. Like the uh, the dealers just don't care. They. I mean they. I think they care, but like in the opposite way, where they actively try not to sell them. Yeah, for, for the Ford, uh, I'm doing some research right now. I'm hearing that uh, there's this kind of quick, uh, decent amount of them out there uh, on dealers lot right now. That just they're they're not going away. And like, and a bunch of dealers are just are trying. It's not necessarily the demand is not there. Apparently, like some dealers are are trying to mark them up, which uh, of course we're not we're not really happy about. No, and it shows it shows the advantage of Tesla of just uh, controlling the prices there. Yeah, I mean dealers really. Doesn't seem like they're uh, they're adding a lot of value. Yeah, you can say that again. All right, one more piece of news, and then we're gonna jump into the comments. So, if you guys have any questions, any comments, things you want us to comment about, uh, put them in the comment section right now, and we can get to them in a second. Um, but uh, lastly, the last piece of news is the EQT for Mercedes Benz that was unveiled this week, which is a new electric minivan. Uh, there's not a lot to talk about other than the concept itself. It is a concept. Uh, the the unveiled it as such, and the the unveiled it as like is this is going to be the new T class, the new the new segment, the new lead, uh, the new like flagship minivan for them in the T class segment. Uh, but they they talked about it as as like uh, we we're going to release a gas powered version of that. But of course, the EQT—it's called the EQT concept—and the EQ is uh, is the electric brand for Mercedes. And so, and they did say that they, they're going to be an electric version, but they didn't release any specs for it for it with the concept. So all we have is is the actual vehicle here that you, you can see, which is looking sharp, to be honest. Like, uh, yeah, the ex- exterior is certainly nice. Um, there, yeah. I think the interior is a little bit more controversial. It, yeah. it looks a little bit like the ID4 on the inside, to be honest with you. Yeah, like with the white steering wheel and the on the yeah. black. Uh, I think the exterior though looks better than the EQV, which is the bigger version, the right. bigger yeah. electric van that they have. So they look like the uh, yeah, you can have some pretty decent configuration here in the back. Uh, yeah, everybody loves the third row. Nobody really yeah. needs uh, 
you know, that the soccer moms don't really need the off-road capability of a, of a SUV. So why not get a minivan? Mm-hmm. So yeah, again, not much talk about like what, what did they actually say about the vehicle? So they said the new T-Class will be launched into the market in 2022. So next year, complements the portfolio in small van segment together with the commercially positioned Citan, which will celebrate its premiere this year, including a fully EV variant. The fully electric version for the private customer will follow later. Yeah, also like the Mercedes van segment, they're a lot about the commercial vans. So the same thing with the EQV that happened last year. Uh, so... um we're going to probably get more details by the end of the year about what's going to be available, how, how much it's going to cost and everything and actual specs on it. But there's not, there's not a lot of option right now. If you want, if you're a minivan person, minivan family uh, to go electric, it's the Pacifica EQV. Now maybe, maybe that thing we'll see. All right, let's, let's, let's jump into the questions. All right. Got a scroll a few times. That's a good sign. Uh, hi, happy Friday. Doge shakes my head. LOL. Uh, we had this question from mm-hmm. Steven and then uh, Jason240 says, I expect most of the crypto miners aren't investing in renewable energy directly after spending all their money on video cards. That's, that's a good point. Video cards are a pretty big uh, portion of your rig cost. Yeah, and a lot of people also brought this idea that, uh, you, you, like, like you said, like you could you could potentially use the excess electricity to a cheaper excess electricity in order to power your mining operation. But here's the thing: it, it does make sense for like small mining operation to do that, home mining operation to do that. But the actual like the most of the mining right now comes from giant mining operations, and those have to run all the time to recoup their money. So. So, so for, for that, the excess electricity is not uh, uh, not really a, a likely scenario. Uh, all right. Stephen Hall says Christmas lights powered by U.S. consumers in the U.S. for 2020 alone was also equal to the power consumption of Argentina. Which is more useful? Well, uh, uh, here you can see that Stefan just hates Christmas. I think yeah. that's, the, that's the moral. That's of my the, takeaway. Yeah, that's my takeaway from that. Because he doesn't make sense otherwise. Like he's, just, he's just a Christmas hater right there. All right. Uh, Shane O'Sullivan, uh, how do EV owners in the U.S. and Canada charge their EVs from solar, i.e., what are the options for home chargers that use surplus solar, solar edge, smart EV charger, et cetera? Well, there is a solar edge smart EV charger, but that that the point of that thing is to allow you to charge faster on smaller uh, uh, house uh boxes if you only have like 80 amps coming in you want to charge a lot faster but you don't have room in the box that's when the solar edge makes sense mm-hmm. um but the bigger thing is that uh solar comes into your house and it you know if you island your house uh and go off grid you can just send it right to the uh the, the charger it is changing from dc to ac back to dc which is not optimal but um it's really not it's no, there's no trickery involved. It's just mm-hmm. solar's coming in, power's going out to your car. So it's not really black magic or anything there. <laughs> uh, Michael Hansen, there are many Bitcoin software implementations. Only the BTC one is a power hog since stuck at one megabyte blocks, limiting it to around 2,000 transactions per 10 minutes. Right. Yeah, I think you're talking about like, like there's a lot of blockchain software applica- implication, and the Bitcoin one is a, is a power walk, which is which right. is true. Like there's and uh, Elon did mention that in the statement that they are looking at other uh, cryptocurrencies that that are are more efficient, and they're planning on them for sure. Ethereum is more efficient too, and has a lot more application actually than the Bitcoin blockchain. Right. All right, uh, we want to go too deep into that rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. Green Gold says, uh, do you think Tesla prices will come back down once supply chain issues are fixed? I didn't know that there was, I mean, we know that there's global supply chain issues, but I don't know. If, I well, Tesla- they had to shut down the mobile wire production for a while in China and then um, two days in Fremont. And they did say that uh, even though they didn't have to halt production further in Fremont in Q2, they, um, they, they, did, they, they were having some supply chain issues. And I think even in China, they, they 
the press team there, which we don't have here, even confirmed that the most recent price increase in China, which was not that significant, to be fair, uh, was linked to to costs related to supply chain right. issues. So, so that, that this uh, this is definitely uh, something that's happening um, now. So you're talking about the prices of the cars here. I, I, like, it's been significant in the U.S. The price increases. It's not the same as in China or anything. Uh, it, I, I think we're going to have maybe if there's no like new incentive, but then if the incentive comes, like for sure, this is going to take advantage of the of that and just keep that higher price. Yeah. All right, uh, Igor Grob says, uh, will all future Teslas be delivered without radars, starting with Model S? Yeah, that sounds uh, like a possibility. Uh, but I think they might keep it as a, like, just as a fails, like as, as, a, as just a redundancy, like uh, having more information is better than, than less. I agree. So even if the vision-based system is is what they're betting on for, for, for the main driving capacity, uh you become like it, 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 it's a superpower basically to have like radar. Like, can, can you imagine if drivers right now, if humans that had a built in radar, like you, we would be better drivers for sure. We wouldn't like walk you, into uh, glass doors. <laughs> yes. We wouldn't walk into glass door, but in terms of uh, real driving applications, like, like this technology that Tesla actually developed it, that you can like bounce it back underneath the car to see in front of it. Like this, this, this is uh useful. Like, cause Tesla's technology, vision based, like is as good as the, what the vision can see. But the, even though like it, it's better to have like eight cameras around the car than just two eyes looking forward and looking into mirrors and, and whatever, uh, having that would be a big advantage that the cameras just cannot perform. They cannot look around a, a big truck that's in front of you. Yeah. All right, Michael Hansen, think price will drop after the successful ramp of the 4680 cell production. Yeah, here's the thing about that. It's not it's not like they want to get the 4680 cells and then like all the vehicle programs already did the 4680 cells. Uh, it, it's going to be very gradual and, and starting with the Model Y, of course, but just the Model Y produced in Texas and, and, and in uh, Berlin. So it's it's not going to be like the model 3 i don't i don't think we're going to see a 4680 in model 3 for at least of like maybe 4 years or something like that so i wouldn't expect that having a big impact on pricing for the for the model 3 and uh, tesla's going to use the sales for that for the model y then they're going to with the tesla semi which there's not going to be any price drop the car is not even for sale yet the truck is not even for sale same thing with the cybertruck and the roadster and everything like that so i wouldn't i wouldn't count on the 4680 having a uh, big impact on Tesla's current programs right now. And even with the Model Y still in production in Shanghai with the 2170 format, same thing in Fremont. And Tesla might focus on other versions of the Model Y with the 4680 first. That would make a lot of sense. So we'll see. All right. Uh, Frederick Stimkorb uh, asks, how many non-Tesla employees have the current iteration of FSD beta? I've heard the number is less than 100 people. Yeah, Tesla, like this, this is where Tesla has been uh, kind of weird about, like uh, with the information that Plainsight re- revealed, um, the expansion to 2,000 owners uh, it didn't look like it happened quite as simple as that. It looks like uh, still the vast majority of people testing the program or Tesla employees. Now, they're not necessarily Tesla autopilot employees, like they're engineers working on the program. They can be like salespeople it can be other engineers that are not related to the autopilot program but they are within tesla they're just providing the feedback but yeah there's not that many uh i think it's over 100 by this point though um but uh, i don't think it's it's like a thousand or something all right uh snl shows musk is actually human we found something he's not good at well there's quite a few i mean you could you could say covid and women and you know not a lot of things uh but yeah, certainly acting is not one of them. All right. Uh, Station 240 says Elon's deadpan voice was kind of funny. I, he's a funny guy. I'm I, like, I, during like his presentation, like Tesla earnings and nothing, nothing, he's not never that funny in the earnings, no. but uh, <laughs> investor presentation, like he has some good lines and some interviews. He can be very funny. I'm not saying that Elon is not funny. I'm saying that, um, 
he's not an actor, he's not a comedian, and and, and that's where those people shines and those sketches and everything. Like he's not. <laughs> I, I, I just didn't get that. Uh, SNL hasn't been funny in over a decade. I believe that's your. Uh... We found your YouTube account, Fred. <laughs> uh, Station 240, wonder where Tesla are keeping the melted down starships they said they would use to make the first batch of Cybertron. I don't remember that. Whoa, this, who said that? <laughs> I, I, I do remember, you know, saying that they will use the, the same alloy that they use for Starship as they will use for the Cybertruck. I never heard that they are recycling the the, the exploded Starship, which now there's quite a few of them. Like, the one that they just uh, landed was like what the fourth or fifth one? I don't remember. Uh, but that, that's, that's a crazy. fun rumor to start. That, though. Yeah, that's a fun rumor to start. And like, especially if they do, it's actually a production one. That would be crazy if that. Like, you have you know that would be a good marketing thing too. Oh like, yeah, you do a founder series with a, of it has star, which has Starship melted in it. I mean, you can that's ride the price honest, up on those. Honestly, let's let's DM you on that idea yeah. right now. All right. All right, I'm gonna do that. Yeah. All right, uh, Frederick Sternbaum again. ID four is a bit of a bargain with the new tax credit. I agree, like pretty good price. Um, you know, obviously they're sponsoring the show, but like I drove one. It's a nice car. It's not my my big like complaint with the ID four was it's not super fast, and also the you know, the software needs uh, some updating. But you know that'll come. Mm-hmm. But we know the ID four is going to have some. Uh, uh, an all-wheel drive version that's more powerful. So, like, pretty pretty nice car. Yeah, and most people don't really care that much. Like, because Tesla made, like, yeah, was cool. so fast, and now people, like, care, like, you, your new AV comes out, if it's not as fast as Tesla, it's like, what? We thought, like, we thought that was, that's what it but meant. That was easy, is. yeah. But then no one cared about that when buying, like, 90% of the vehicle out there before that. Right. And the Nissan Leaf wasn't tearing up the roads. No. no. All right. Uh, next question. Thought they would call it the Mustang Mach-T. Oh, that's a uh, Ford joke. Um, the, the the truck? Call yeah. it a Magnum. Uh, <laughs> you, want, you want to piss off the Mustang fans even more? You make it an SUV, and then you make it a, a truck. truck. Uh, All with electric. Yeah. Uh, Green Gold, where will Ford get its batteries since SK Innovation lost its lawsuit to LG? I believe SK, so Ford is uh, using SK Innovation to source its batteries for the Lightning. Um, I think that's public. If not, I'm sorry. Uh, no, no, it's public. It's public for okay. sure. Yeah, they, 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 they did complain about it when uh, uh, when the judgment was, was, right. was put forward for the lawsuit where they said, hey, uh, we're, we're you said we're okay with it uh, if you give us like a six months delay on the on the judgment uh, no 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 judgment on the on the ban but then right. I think they lifted the ban now now they they, they, yeah. they found a solution SK settled with LG as Frederick Stimcorb notes um, so yeah it's all good with SK uh, they just have gonna have to put like a maybe like a quick billion dollars in LG's pockets and exactly. Um, what's your view on Ford introducing ads into their infotainment system? That was like one of the patents. I, I don't yeah. think a, I don't think a patent means anything. I'm, I want to be <laughs> I want to be optimistic on this one, and I think like what what the guy is, is is talking about here is like Ford patented a technology that see billboards like you instead of having billboards on the highway, or or even if you still have billboards on the highway, you you beam them into hats inside the vehicle instead uh which is kind of dumb <laughs> it's like uh, but uh, anyway i'm hoping that like a lot of people they patent technology that they never use i think that's gonna be the case here right and hopefully the the, the patented and if it gets granted and because i think it was just an application if it gets granted and like they never used it and like, like no one else can use it, yeah, nobody <laughs> else can use it either. so ford maybe it was just doing everyone a big favor here <laughs> Taking one for the team. Yeah. Um, you know, what's interesting is, uh, you know, cars have cameras and there's there's like uh, those um, QR codes everywhere. Like you could say, all right, you know, if Tesla cam detects QR code, open mm-hmm. on whatever. Yeah. That's, I mean, the hardware is already there. It's just software. All right. Question part one. Oh, we got a two-parter. Uh, regarding the Subaru all-wheel drive, do you think the public will be aware of the fact that electric all-wheel drives 
are superior to the old ICE all-wheel drive. Um, I think that's pretty obvious, but don't put anything past the general public. I don't think. Yeah, yeah that's a tough question, Philip. Like, it's, <laughs> that's a tough one. I, I think, like, obviously, Subaru is already betting on no. Like, that, like to, the, they are, looks like the marketing is trying to aim as, like, let, let's, like, still be heavy on all-wheel drive is better, even though it's probably going to be extremely similar once they move to a dual motor all-wheel drive. Um, but, uh, I mean, I think the point is moot because th- this is just one of so many advantages of electric vehicles right. that, like, uh, it's just, it's not going to matter, uh, I think. I mean, that's not a lot. And it'll come through in the test drive. On the other hand, you know, we do have people in the general public filling up plastic bags with gasoline this week. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, part two, Subaru has been brainwashing the public for so long with their superior all-wheel drive. I think a lot of people have that burned into their heads. Oh, yeah. That, that, that is, is certainly going to work with some people for sure because, like I said, like there's some markets. Like you go to Denver and like every other car is a Subaru basically. So uh, those people are going to be maybe harder to, to convince. But I, I think I, I think once – most vehicle, most new vehicles are electric. Like it's, it's not even going to matter much. Uh, Frederick Stimkorb is back saying the sales of the Mach E have been dropping. Do you guys think they are having problems making them? Well, yeah, I think they had they had a production alt in Mexico during yeah. the peak of the sh- the chip shortage. Uh, but uh, yeah, also we just discussed like the some of them are sitting in lots too because uh, of uh, dealership trying to mark them up. Uh, Steve uh, Laminac says, uh, what do you think of the Jeep hybrid? It's a plug-in hybrid, or do you only do full electric? Uh, we do cover plug-in hybrids as long as it can get you uh, decent doing, miles. Yeah, yeah, decent miles. Um, and so we've seen a few times that uh, plug-in seems pretty nice. Uh, obviously, we'd, we'd like a full BEV version. Um, so. What do you think, Fred? Any- yeah, I mean, I don't think we're going to cover much this one. The, the, the yeah. Jeep, like uh, Chrysler, Jeep, e. like all the Sten, Stenlinus brands, Sten, 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 Stenless, Sten, whatever their name is. It's like, it reminds me of Greece for some reason. Yeah, a little bit. Reminds me of someone like having a stroke, trying to pronounce something. But uh, yeah, they they need to to sh- get get in shape and everything on the EV front. I mean, Peugeot is going to help them a little bit in terms of right. the overall mix. But uh, yeah, the Jeep brand uh, they need to catch up for sure. All right, another guy with uh, yeah, that was the same ads. question. All right, do you expect there will be shortage of Teslas later this year if a 10k EV tax credit gets passed? Yes. Yes, Eric. I think <laughs> I think you knew the answer of that one, Eric. Like, there's uh, going to be a shortage of every vehicle there. Like ten thousand is a lot of money. I I think like they 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 are overshooting it, like with the timeline and the and the amount, the ten thousand, ten years, and all that to maybe negotiate it down a little bit. Something that makes more sense. But uh, yeah, even if it goes back to like seven or something, it's it's going to be massive. All right, next question. I have the e-bike with two kilowatt and what does that say? 180 millimeters disc brakes. brakes. I want to upgrade to hydraulic. Any recommendations? Uh, that is not my <laughs> Real uh, expertise. <laughs> yeah, I would say, t- you know, Tektro te- brakes are pretty good. Uh, but, yeah, just ping Micah, uh, send him an email or something. Yeah, Micah can answer that. All right, green gold. If Tesla is raising prices because of the possible EV tax credit, that would have been that would be terrible. It would be terrible, and it would be taking advantage of the taxpayer. I mean, you have a point, Gilgo, because it is counterintuitive to the goal of having EV incentive, which is for for more people to to buy EVs, not for to make more profit for the automakers when they sell EVs. However. Where Tesla, you can cut them a break, is that the, the program was not set up for people that are actually uh, early and volume production of electric vehicles, which was the goal of the program. Like the program was just set up extremely poorly, which put Tesla as a disadvantage for the last two years now, 
How long has it been since they know? Like, it's been a while, right? It's been a while. Two years, maybe. Yeah, it's been like two years that Tesla has been put of a disadvantage because of the program. So I think it's it would be fair for them to 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 did recoup some of that through through the program. But I understand that it's a it's a controversial point for sure. Uh, it's not it's not ideal. It's not an ideal situation. And uh, but at, at the same time, like it's gonna be like just for you don't do it ten years. You do you do like, a, like three years. I think it would be perfect. Uh, you do three years every vehicle. You give them like a seven thousand dollar credit on it. And I mean that's and, and that's not our favorite situation. We are all here for like we bigger proponent of the carbon tax and everything. That would be uh, perfectly uh, if it's well applied. It would be the fairest uh, solution, the more the most fair solution. But um, apparently, it's too difficult politically to implement, according to comments that Elon relayed from the Biden administration when he suggested it. That's what that's what he said. Apparently, that's coming from the Biden administration. So, anyway, that's that's all for the, all right. the comment. All right, a quick a quick word. Thank you to all the all new all electric Volkswagen ID4 SUV for sponsoring this episode of the electric podcast. It was a pleasure to do the show to for you guys uh, this week too. And uh, thanks a lot for listening. Thanks a lot for watching on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube right now, please press that subscribe button because it uh, looks like most of you are not subscribed. I don't know why you guys are missing out. It's free. Just, just click on it. Uh, give us a like too. That's also free. And it also helps the YouTube algorithm for some weird reason. Uh, and then, and then, and then, and then, if you're on Facebook, you can do the same there. Uh, if uh, you are on your podcast app, you can do that too, and you will ultimately download the next episode when it comes out. And we're going to see you same place, same time next week. Have a good one.